Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right. Welcome to Side Action, episode 25 of season um, five. Uh, my name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Wegsbull on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Follow the podcast at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Podcast on Instagram. So, Action, I don't know if you got an extra day off. I did. It was a nice long holiday weekend for me. Did you, did you enjoy yourself? No days off here. It was no. a day on for President's Day. Very busy day, in oh. fact. It's been a busy week so to the grind but we had a nice relaxing weekend that was good just kind of laid low did some things around the house and ran some errands it was uh nice weather on sunday we got out a little bit so how about Mm -hmm. you how's your weekend it was good i told you a little bit of the story of the weekend you know finally some stuff came in legs isn't completely broke now it's great uh went out on saturday kind of a fun night ended up at the Holiday Club. I mean, who doesn't end up there at some point? And uh, saw some of our friends, the Stanfords, you know, Matt and Mary Stanford dancing away. I was with another friend just dancing and turned to my right. And I didn't have my glasses at first. I'm like, I think that's Matt and Mary. Huh. And then I like, put my glasses on. I'm like, yep, that's them. And I was like, hey, what's up? And, you know, it's who you find at 2, 2, 2.15 in the morning at Holiday Club. That's that's what, you know, that's, that's real friendship right there. Yeah. That reminds me of a story like right before we moved from Chicago, Melissa and I went to see a St. Lucia show in, in like on Milwaukee somewhere. And mm-hmm. Matt Stanford turned around and he saw us and he was like, oh, hey, he was like two rows in front of us. It was funny. He's everywhere. Yeah, he's everywhere. Um, so, yeah. And then my brother came to town with his family, uh, my niece and my sister-in-law. And did some, I did have Monday off and some skating we hit uh, Russian Tea Time. I've never been there. It's a very cool place. You can go for dinner, but they have high tea. Mm. So those little tea cakes and sandwiches and stuff. Very good. And then let's face it, it was Mardi Gras last night action. So, you know, Jimmy Weggs likes to go to his place, Pearls, down the street, get my jambalaya and my mac and cheese. Decided to get the bread pudding. Probably a mistake. And after two hurricanes, I made befriended some gentlemen at the bar. The next thing you know, we're just pounding Abitas. I had four Abitas after that. Wow. The guy got laid off. We were trying to make him feel better. And huh. needless to say, I was, uh, I was a little banged up this morning after a good Mardi Gras, though. And the, the, really pudding, cold, but... the pudding cake got you banged up? Or was I, that... think the, I think the – well, I mean, I had jambalaya. I had mac and cheese this side. I had two hurricanes. And then I got the bread pudding, Okay. which was delicious. But then these guys were, we started talking. I'm like, you want a beer? I'm like, okay, I'll have an Abita. You know, have you ever had Abita? Yeah. yeah. Amber? Oh, yeah. Really good beer. Started drinking it. I don't drink a lot of beer these days, action. Um, you know, we started throwing, I mean, I had four beers with these guys. I don't drink beer. My gut was so like full, distended from all that food and mm-hmm. brewskis. It's okay. I made it through, but I made it a true fat Tuesday. Let's just put it that way. Nice. <laughs> Well, anyway, let's get into uh, let's get into the college basketball. Your main topic now, besides my drinking exploits. Um, 
So we've got, we didn't do as good as last week. Uh, it was about 50-50, the in-game thing I'll tell you about in a minute. So four and five overall, including the half, the first half cover for Memphis. So, you know, we, we did pick Maryland against Purdue. Talk about Maryland. They're playing really well. They won again tonight, I believe. Um, so they're playing really good basketball. You know, we should have stuck with the Lobos. I'm sorry, Lobos. By the way, it's the Spartans mm-hmm. of San Jose State. Uh, I looked that up after the, after the, uh, <laughs> yeah, Spartans, Trojans, uh, similar, yeah, they're similar all, whatever. It's all Greek to me. Uh, anyway, so New Mexico crushed San Jose state. So sorry yeah, about that. Well, Jalen, they got Jalen house back. That was the difference. Yeah, they didn't have him in the first, the two games preceding to that. So there you go. And then, uh, Illinois and Indiana, we liked the home team there, but Illinois, you know, yeah. they're, they're playing good. You know, they, they it was a great game. They were winning the sure whole was. game until the very end. Indiana did win the game but did not cover the six points. So we were on the wrong side there. Wisconsin, our great uh, – the Badgers, what what happened, Badgers? We, we, we're on your side now and you screw us. I know. I got suckered into betting them again tonight against Iowa. We'll see if they actually get a home win. Yeah, we know that's not going to happen, but that's okay. But Rutgers getting a, a road win. Congratulations. But we were on Kentucky against Tennessee at home, and we'll talk about them in a minute. They are playing very well. They won, they just won again mm-hmm. on the road this time in Florida. Talk about them in a minute. Okay, Baylor, Kansas. This is funny. So we got a little bit of we got a little bit of action. I'm really happy that Whitney is listening. Uh, Whitney Lampier is out in Portland. Huge diehard Jayhawk fan. So we I post the podcast, and then like I don't know, an hour later she's like. I give the edge to Kansas. We had talked about Baylor in this one as they were getting the points on the road. And in the first half, Baylor was killing them. They're up 13 and a half. Yeah. I'm like, woo, this is coming in. Second half, I mean, the Jayhawks blew the doors off of them. They, they won by like 17 or something, right? I mean, they just crushed them in the second half, outscoring Baylor, I think it was like 54 to 25 or something crazy, or maybe bigger than that. Um, it was really bad. So they just destroyed uh, Baylor going going down. They actually won another big game this week. So Kansas playing pretty good. Yeah, that win on Monday night was pretty impressive, too, at TCU. To back that up, coming off of the huge win at Baylor was uber impressive. And Whitney, as she says on the on the message, don't doubt my knowledge of, of KU. So sorry, Whitney. You know. Yeah, we should have backed um, Baylor in the first half, as it turns out. Yes. Now, in, in retrospect, so the first half of Memphis did not come in. Yeah. They did not cover the first half line, but they covered the game against Houston, plus 12. Um, so, again, Houston still won the game. They're still the class of that conference, but they didn't cover the 12 points. And then, lastly, Texas, they got it, got it done against Iowa State big time. Uh, that and Winning on the road in Big 12 is very hard. So, you know. So, overall, you know, we're, we're hanging tough. You know, 50 is a little losing money, but – we're just trying to get a feel here. Yeah, for sure. And overall, if you look, I mean, some of these home teams didn't come in, which is really interesting. So a little different take. So this week, and before I get into the games themselves, I kind of wanted to talk about, not that I'm an expert at all, action, you know, traditionally much better. It's had a tough year so far in college. But what I've been looking at action is teams, because I track, when I started tracking a couple weeks ago, I just track them against the spread, right? So yeah. I just go putting down the spread. Did, did they win their game? Did they win against the spread? I don't really care if they win against the spread. So 
what you notice in college basketball, not like NFL, I suppose, but in the NFL, you do get teams get streaky and you really want to back those guys and wins and Bengals and stuff. In college, it's really hard to find teams that, that can can cover the spread, to be honest with you, when you look at it. Almost every team is split through the three and three, two and four, four and three, right in the middle. So finding those teams that are, you know, six and one at this point in the last seven, you know, five and two, or on the opposite side, I want to find those teams that are one and six, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tennessee, one is one and six against the spread. I want to go against those teams. And I did that last night. So I picked up Texas A&M, who's they're a pretty good ball club. Um, they ended up beating Tennessee, and, and that was one of my angles. Tennessee, of course, on the road is just not good. That's the other thing I'm looking at. We've talked about home teams, but these big power teams that they're high up in Ken Palm, but they go on the road, they just can't play. And and Tennessee's one of those teams. The other team I, I I've been kind of eyeing and liking lately on a positive side, the Miami Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Love this team. Yeah. I think they're the best team in the ACC. I know it's not saying much this year, True. but you know they got they got a big win against Virginia Tech last night. They're six and one against the spread in their last seven. They're obviously number their first place now in the ACC for a reason. But I like that team. So some of those teams that fall into that mix, uh, we've got as I mentioned, Kansas six and one against the spread. They have been killing it. You know they've been doing great. You're right, Wendy. You're the greatest. Um, <laughs> so to clarify, got, are, you're looking to back these teams that are going on streaks, like to yes. to bet on the streak to continue, either positively Correct. or negatively. Okay. Yes, I would bet on the streak to continue. I will ride them until they start faltering a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, because, like I said, I'm just looking for an edge. All these other teams are three and three against the spread. It's usually home or away or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Kansas six six and one against the spread. We've got, um, as I mentioned. Miami six and one against the spread. A and M, Texas A and M five and zero oh against the spread when they started tracking. I only get them when they're in the top forty five of Ken Palm. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky five and two against the spread in their last seven. Like that team quite a bit. Um, and then on the opposite side, it's not like any great shake. Some of these teams aren't great, but Duke two and five against the spread. You know, I like to go against those teams. Uh, who's another? We already mentioned Tennessee. They're they're on my you know shit list so yeah. to speak. Um, oh, yeah, Boise State, which is a game tonight against Mexico. 0-5 against the spread lately, action. I know you're not looking at the Mountain West much, but you got to pick these teams that are on, on losing streaks, or at least maybe not losing streaks, just can't can't cover streaks, you know. Sure. And North Carolina also 1-5 against the spread. They're playing Notre Dame tonight. Yeah, quite a fall for the Tar Heels from last year's run to the national championship. Now they're, like, on the bubble looking out right now. It's amazing. I, you know, they were in the national title game. They have a lot of the same players, but maybe they just caught lighting in a bottle last year. You know, they were just kind of because they they really closed the season. Remember, they weren't maybe they got crushed against Duke in yeah. January or something, and then they turned it around. They just haven't flipped the switch. Um, but but teams like Kentucky, you know, they were on the bubble a week or so ago. Now they've gotten some wins. I think he's finally getting his team to play better. Well, looking at that, uh, let's talk about some of these teams. I don't think I mentioned this team. Illinois is pretty good against the spread, too. They're 4-2 and two going to the game against Northwestern. So uh, the first game on our list this week is on Thursday. That's tomorrow, the 23rd. Uh, Northwestern is going to Illinois. This is a 9 o'clock Eastern start, pretty late. Uh, Northwestern is a 5.5-point dog on the road. So 
Northwestern's been a darling this year. They're playing great. Um, you know, their metrics aren't superior, but, you know, you got to pay attention to them. They obviously play great defense from what I can see. They're 20th in defense. So what do you think about this game with Illinois? I mean, obviously, it's it's in at Illinois. Yeah, I mean, talk about a team that's streaking. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go there with Northwestern 5-0 and yeah. in their last five games. And I think when you go back, they're kind of 8-2 and two in the last mm-hmm. 10. So, I mean, a team that is playing extremely good basketball, and I think they're up to second place in the Big Ten right now. So yeah. I would lean to the Northwestern side here on the road, even going against that incredibly strong Big Ten ATS home record this season. Right. So you you would go with them or you wouldn't? Yeah, I, I like Northwestern in this game. I have mm-hmm. not been impressed with Illinois, despite their close loss last weekend at Indiana. I think this is a team that is really has a really short rotation right now. I know that mm-hmm. um, TJ Shannon was out last weekend with the concussion like symptoms. So I do right. think that he's going to come back, but I don't expect him to be like his full 100 percent self. And he's their top scorer. So. I would definitely side with Northwestern in this game. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to just use – so here's the thing. Northwestern just popped up in the top 45 at Ken Pump, so I haven't been tracking them against the spread. Okay. I'm assuming that they have done really well. You know, like you said, they're 5-0, and and they usually are – they're not favored in all those games, so they're mm-hmm. probably playing pretty well. Uh, I'm going to stick with my trend, though. I'm going to take Illinois at home just because they're 4-2 against the spread. It's pretty close to that middle line, but um, – they're, they're both pretty good teams. I mean, you know, Illinois is 52 in offense, 28 in defense. I like that they're balanced. And I just kind of feel like, well, we'll see. Northwestern has been surprising everybody, but I don't know how they've done on the road. I think it's more at home, right? No, actually, well, I mean, yes and no. Obviously, the last couple of big wins were on, on um, home turf at in mm-hmm. Evanston. But uh, they have gotten some good road wins this season as well. Okay. Well, we're on opposite sides of that one, which is fine. So on Saturday, no Friday night action, buddy. I'm sorry. You're going to have to bet on the Quakes. You know, last week, by the way, the Quakes got a big win against Yale on Friday night. <laughs> They're up at top. Oh, right? yeah. I've, I've been following the Quakes. <laughs> so um, Saturday, we've got a nice, you know, I put five games on this one. Arkansas to Alabama. These are two, you know, really good teams. Obviously, Alabama is, you know, I think they're number one this week. You know, TBD. Uh, you can see if they get. Oh no, Houston's number one. They're number two this week in the AP, but they're way up there. Arkansas has been. They had a little streak and then they kind of cooled off. They're still playing good basketball, but you're showing that Arkansas would be a 10-point dog in Alabama. You know, what are the metrics say on this one? I mean, it's a lot of points. Although Alabama's really good and being at home is obviously a big advantage. Yeah, I mean, Alabama is probably one of the top five teams in the nation mm-hmm. and certainly a dark horse not a dark horse but like a favorite to win the national championship but i mean this is a team that is in significant amount of turmoil i don't know if you've seen the news the last day and a half super freshman brandon miller has been implicated in some role in this uh shooting and murder that occurred yes. and um the coach Oates is now getting dragged into it and i know they're playing tonight i'm not really sure what the score is but i don't think this is a good thing for the program whatsoever and so i'm definitely going to be looking to fade alabama everywhere that i can yeah i agree uh yeah i didn't even i put this game on there before all that stuff but basically yeah the 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 story that action is talking about the young man who uh, killed somebody um he asked for this freshman 
you know, superstar for them to just bring him his gun. Now, Miller, he's just bringing the guy's gun. I mean, not that I have a gun. I don't, I don't know about you. I don't have to get into guns, but he's just, hey, bring me my gun. It just happened to be that the guy got the gun and then he killed somebody. So supposedly they're saying, at least the authorities are saying there's nothing to charge Miller with. But like you said, huge distraction. And he's a young guy and he's definitely one of these guys who's runs their team. He's such, I've seen him play. He's an incredible player. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're saying we'd be Arkansas plus 10. I would take the points with Arkansas. Definitely. I mean, even outside of all that, I think 10 Mm -hmm. is a lot despite Alabama's really gaudy numbers and their propensity to blow teams out. I mean, this Arkansas team plays good defense. I mean, they're uh, third ranked nationally defensively. And Mm -hmm. I think that they could keep this game within touching distance. Yeah. All right. Well, Highlight that one. Um, okay, so the next game, back to the Big 12 every weekend. Got to do a Big 12 game. So Texas is playing at Baylor this time. Texas, you know, this is an interesting team. This team, every week I'm like, okay, I want to back Texas. But they're one of these 3-3 three and three against the spread teams. They go on the road. They don't do as well. But is Baylor tough enough to stand up to Texas? They can. I watched that at least the first half. That was the funny thing about that Kansas game over the weekend. I actually played volleyball, was out for a while doing some stuff, watched the first half of this game. I'm like, oh, they're just lighting it up. Mm-hmm. Take a nap. I took a nap at halftime action. Never take a nap. Wake <laughs> up. I'm like, is this the right score? They're down by 15? Yeah. Like, So the thing about the Baylor is they can score their perimeters really good in terms of scoring, but they don't have the same toughness that they, you know, the Texas would have on the inside. So... You're showing a two-point fa- or two-point dog actually for Texas. Is that enough value for you to jump on board? Are you gonna stick with Baylor here? No, I'm gonna side with the home team, Baylor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been really dominant at home this season. I think they're only a couple losses at home actually early in conference play, TCU and Kansas right. State. But uh, Keontae George is a super freshman in his own right, and he really carries this team. And despite their lackluster defensive performance, I think the offense, number two ranked in adjusted efficiency, is enough to put them over the top in this one. All right, we'll we'll highlight that one. Uh, Next one, we just talked about two teams that can't get it right against the spread. you got Virginia at North Carolina. You're showing North Carolina as a two-point favorite at home. I'm not sure I would pick that, but but hey, let's talk about these teams. We know that North Carolina has talent, but they haven't performed. Virginia has, you know, isn't Kia Clark still on this team? Mm-hmm. He's like 75 years old now. And he's still playing point guard there. But I just don't like Virginia in general. I'm going to fade them in March, by the way. But, I mean, they're a tough defensive team, so I'm not really sure what to make of this game. On the road, I'd probably go with North Carolina, but I don't like that they're favored. Yeah, this is a tough one to call for me. I'm probably going to sit on the sidelines. I think the number at two is pretty pretty close to about right all right all right well we'll uh maybe remove that from our picks then Uh, (laughs) we feel the same way yeah Yeah, i mean i virginia i would say under if i had to uh make a bet in this game it would be under that's fair we'll do the under we'll do the under do we have does ken bomb do the projected totals or no you bet they do he Old Ken has a total in this game, and it is 142. 144. Or, yeah, we're going under 144. Sorry, scratch that, 134. Oh, 134, yeah, this game was really high. (laughs) 134, okay, great. Okay, here we go. 
you know, part two, the, the rematch, Indiana going to Purdue. We know that Indiana won a couple weeks ago. Your dad was all excited, probably talking smack to you and everything. <laughs> now it's your chance to get back with Purdue hosting the Hoosiers. Uh, Purdue is looking like a nine-point favorite for Ken Palm. I should have mentioned this is 7.30 Eastern, uh, so it's a primetime game. Um, you know, what I've seen also, actually, I'm not saying it's a perfect story, but there's a lot of revenge angles this year. It's yeah. like nobody can beat anybody twice. Hmm. I just watched, uh, you know, Providence get beat, you know, as they went to UConn, they beat them early in the year. We talked about Kansas, Kansas early uh, at TCU on Monday. They had gotten beat at home against TCU. So is this the revenge spot for Purdue? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this has been a house of horrors for Indiana the last several years. And, uh, I mean, going on, I, I would be really surprised to see the spread open up at nine. I think. Ken is a little heavy here. I would venture to guess it's going to be closer to like six and a half or seven points. But mm-hmm. Purdue has been really dominant at home this season. Outside of the one loss to Rutgers, they've really blown mm-hmm. their opponents off the court. And I think uh, Zach Eady and the uh, freshman scorers are going to be able to play a lot better at home this year. And on the flip side, Indiana has shot very poorly on the road last night mm-hmm. in at uh, Michigan State, they didn't play very well in the second half, and I think this is going to be a tough game for Indiana to cover on the road, so I would definitely take Purdue. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm all on the revenge spot here, and that's that's my angle. But I think that Indiana, you know, I, I still like them. We talked about them. We, I like their team, but it, frankly, that game against Illinois gave me a little pause. They didn't play that great. Yeah. They probably should have lost the game at home, which is it didn't make a lot of sense, so We'll see. I mean, it'll be still a great matchup to watch on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I will, game, I, I was going to add to you, I, I will play the – I like the total to go over as well. In the first game, I saw that uh, Coach Woodson put Edie in the pick-and-roll defense a lot, and I think that is a really difficult cover for him. They like to play a lot of drop coverage, and I think Huchifino went off against Purdue in the first game, and I would expect if they play that same coverage that Indiana should be able to find some success and help this go over the total. What does Ken Palm say for total? 141. 141. Okay, last game on Saturday, St. Mary's at, at the Zags. This is a very late game, actually. You don't have to stay up if you don't want to. I'll tell you what happens. 10 o'clock uh, p.m. on Eastern time. You're showing the Zags a two-point favorite at home, short favorite. Now, the, now the St. Mary still stays ahead of them in the Ken Palm ratings, um, you know, overall. But I have noticed the Zags have been playing a little bit better now, they don't play a lot of defense on this team, mm-hmm. but their offense is incredible. Um, I think it's another revenge spot. St. Mary's got them in overtime, if I recall correctly, at home in Moraga. So I think when you go up to Spokane, it's going to be Zags all the way. Yeah, I concur. And the first game, I did stay up for like the first 10 minutes, and Gonzaga was dominant in the first half. And I remember waking up the next morning and checking the box score. It looks like St. Mary's made a run in the second half behind the freshman Mahaney and I'm not so sure that Mahaney will be able to score like that at Gonzaga so I think definitely edge to the Zags okay last game I highlighted is in the Mountain West the uh, Aztecs the San Diego State are going to Boise State this is nine o'clock Eastern uh, on Tuesday night that's the 28th so look Boise got beat uh, when they were playing in San Diego State I think we talked about this game I still think I like the Aztecs, though, even though we're on the road. If they're getting two points especially, I mean, 
they're playing really well. I I always say this every year. We get so excited about these stupid Mountain West teams. They stink in the, in the <laughs> tournament. But talk about fame. I mean, they're too. top seven. They're top seventeen in Ken Palm this year, man. They gotta do it. So this is to me. I would I would definitely take those points if this showed up. I think it's probably going to be more, maybe maybe a shorter or a pick or one point San Diego, but. I would still take that again with in this game. Ooh, I'm gonna go the other way and take Boise in okay. this one. I know that you mentioned they're on a 0 and 5 ATS streak, but uh, they're playing tonight. Potential to get another cover. Yeah. And uh, defensively, they're 11th ranked. And I think as long as they can bottle up the San Diego State score, Matt Bradley, they should be able to cover this one at home. Okay, yeah, two opposite games. I like that action. It harkens back to season one when we used to. We used yeah. to take we used to go head to head every week. Bonus I pick on getting a stake out of that. <laughs> That's right. Bonus pick on Tuesday night as well. Indiana okay. opportunity to bounce back after the predicted big loss at Purdue. They're coming back to Bloomington to play against Iowa and Indiana. Really, playing at home in that one. Yeah, at home Tuesday night. I think Indiana shoots the lights out and they get Iowa minus five. Indiana right. minus, Indiana minus five. Bonus pick from action on Tuesday night. All right, there we go. I've got it in the books, buddy. So I, I put down golf tourney. Is there anything going on? Uh, first of all, did we already talk about this? We didn't talk about this. So last week, I don't know. Obviously, I didn't watch the tournament at all. All I saw was on Twitter that all of a sudden there's tampons and the whatever <laughs> what in god's name was happening what so tiger first of all i had a couple questions on this this is more important than any anything we're talking about tonight if you're if you're tiger woods i understand he's probably a jokester he's got he knows justin thomas or whatever he's going to slip him this tampon thing apparently because he's just stopped the bleeding as they say first of all i, I haven't i bought tampons twice in my life and i've been married twice and i have a daughter uh-huh. like what are you doing? You literally went to get by some of these things, had them in your golf bag Great just question. in case this happens. Is this a running joke? I mean, I know he obviously apologized for it and it didn't look very good on social media, but my biggest thing was why the hell does he have one of those things on his hand on hand anyway? That's a really good question that I hadn't considered. I don't know if they're left over from the last time he played a tournament late two thousands. I don't know, but, uh, I mean, I was telling Melissa, I think, like, maybe, I, I don't know, I guess you could argue whether it's funny or not, but, like, Tiger just shows you how out of touch he is with the new world, because, like, in the mid-2000s, there are no cameras or, like, social right. media for all of this to blow up. I'm sure he did that all the time when he was kicking ass in that era, sure. but yeah. nowadays with the cameras and, like, that picture, like, the zoomed-in picture was on social media in 10 minutes and then of course the firestorm and the backlash and the apology so just a interesting story altogether i didn't want to just detract from the actual tournament i mean john rom gets the win um which we we will probably have a master's episode so i guess we should talk a little bit about golf but i mean i do like him he's a great player he hasn't made it quite that you know he hasn't won the masters right so Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's his year um should be fun John Rahm is on an absolute tear right now. I think that's like five out of the last seven tournaments that he's won, that he's played in. 
um, aided on Friday by a little bit of luck. Uh, the par five, eighth or seventeenth, I think he was like two fifty out. He took out a uh, three wood and just clanged one off the bleachers forty yards away from the green, and it bounced for, to two feet for eagle. So really, yeah. <laughs> It's nice to be the pros, right? You can just hit them off grandstands and they bounce right back into play. Maybe I should play like that. But uh, that was pretty entertaining. And then he went off. Can you hit a three wood 270? I mean, that's what he did. No, not quite. Like 220. (laughs) On the roll, I'm sure. But, uh, well, yeah. So we don't have a tournament to talk about this week, but we'll keep in mind as the bigger ones come up approaching the Masters, we keep you guys abreast. Um, They are headed to Florida this week. I think it's the Honda. Not a tournament okay. that I really get enthused about, so I probably won't be doing much. Doesn't move the needle for action here. Okay. Okay. Well, we still got some spots here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, six spots here to review. You know, next week seven actually. Oh, six. Yeah. Well, you like the total as well, so we like seven oh, yeah. spots there to do it. We'll go ahead and head on a couple of them, and um, and from there. And so, any plans this weekend? More laying low. You're just kind of. You're kind of saving energy for the big trip. I can feel it. That's right. Yeah. I think my parents are going to come up and visit. Uh, going to go around town and have some nice dinner. And then, of course, we'll settle into the couch on Saturday night for the big Indiana-Purdue matchup. Are there any side wagers? I don't know. We, we haven't talked about that. We'll see. I'm sure uh, Mark has been really into the Big Ten home team trends so far this season. And to a profitable sure. end, of course. So it'll be interesting to see if he likes the boilers on Saturday night. Yeah, and we'll see if he goes against the alma mater. Even though he's going to be wearing those pants, right? The red <laughs> stripe one, the alternating color ones. I think uh, Jeff is the only person in my family that owns the candy stripes. That's too bad. Yeah, for me, uh, no real plans. My brother's still in town. It's his birthday on Friday, so that's exciting. I'd be at my mom's, try to lay low. Saturday, no plans. You know what that means. That means God knows what's going to happen. It's going to be crazy. Or or nothing. Maybe it'll be nothing for once. 4 a.m. Um, holiday club? Yeah. Yeah, could be. Could be. What, mean, what's the bar yeah. on uh, uh, Belmont and Sheffield? Like old, big big city tap? Is that still alive? Oh, yeah. yeah. Big, oh, it's still there. <laughs> I haven't been there in a long time. Uh, but it doesn't mean I won't go there. <laughs> I almost went to Baby Atlas. Have you ever been to Baby Atlas? No, never heard of it. It's like... It's like underground bar Matilda. Um, I've never been there. I was intrigued, but I went to a known commodity. I knew they were going to be dancing at Holiday Club. Didn't know I was going to see people I knew, but anyway, we'll see what happens. More reporting on that next week. I know everybody wants to know, but we're three weeks away, action. Three weeks now mm-hmm. from the big trip. Um, my buddy Dave Strickland, who is you know a volleyball guy. He's definitely going. He's staying at the Strat. We talked about it. Nice. We'll meet up with him and his buddy at some point. I think they may have different plans on Thursday, but pretty exciting. Um, I'm ready. we got to reach out to uh, – well, I talked to Prime a little bit already, but we haven't heard from Dempsey in a while. He hasn't sent us any hockey action. What's going on? I know – I mean, the the Philly, uh, Philly the Flyers did lose to Blackhawks at home this year. It's the first time in like 30 wow. years, but – Upset. Other than that, you know, if you're listening, Dempsey, give us some picks. You got two weeks to do it before we get out there, and you need to photo bomb us. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, follow me at wegspool dot on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Podcast on Instagram. And follow me on Twitter at thirty one s Roberts. All right. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. 
That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. License under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.